do this in my mind, I bet. Hey. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? I was just you uh, like that song, don't you? Yeah, I was participating in the sing along from uh, it, it. The sing along just ended from Sunday. It was yeah, it yeah, damn the damnedest thing. It's the damnedest thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not a huge fan of Fozzy, but that that is a banger. Listen, man, some stuff is just better depending on where you hear it. Like the song itself, I've seen the video, and the video is cool. It's just whatever. But like, I'm not sure that I would like the song if it wasn't for like fucking wrestling crowds singing along to it, making it sound so fucking epic. Yeah, see, like, if, if I was like, if I was cruising down the street listening to the radio, they're like, "Yeah, we got the, we got Judas Effect from Fozzy coming on next." I'm right? Like, Dude, fuck this. <laughs> who the fuck is Fozzy? <laughs> All right. Even knowing, even knowing who, I, who right? Fozzie is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, like, good for him. Like, he's got you know he's got his interests, but like, no, I'm good. I'm that first time I ever heard it was on AEW. Right, 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 right. And even when it first dropped, it was kind of like, eh, it'll warm up. It'll warm up. But then the <laughs> crowd, the crowd brought the life out of it. And it's one of them songs that you like, it's made for shows. It's made to, oh, yeah. to, to perform and sing along to. Um, I'm sure I've told you about, uh, I know you're not the uh, a Madden guy. Um, and I haven't played Madden in, in years, but there was a song on Madden, I think it was 2004, I think it was, on, yeah, with Mike Vick on the cover. You remember the band Thrice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had a song on there. What was it called? It The, the album was uh, The Artist in the Ambulance. I remember that album, honestly. Yeah. Like, uh, one of our homies used to be in the Thrice big time. Yep. Yeah, all that's left. The song's called "All That's Left." Now, had I heard it anywhere in the streets? Now, listen. Keep in mind, you know, you know the squad. You know the squad. There were late night Coheed and Cambria drives. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. I love the "In Keeping Secrets" and "Silent Earth" three album. Love that album. But had I heard "All That's Left" by Thrice anywhere else except Madden 04, I'd have been like. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Keep that shit. You know what I'm saying? There's a, uh, I think it was WWE 2K, like 15 or something. There was like a Marilyn Manson song that I was like, oh, this is, this is okay. But had I heard it any, yeah, right? Had I heard it anywhere else, I'm like, man, keep that shit. Mar- keep that shit. Big trash. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a fan of Marilyn. No. No, I think a like eleven year old me when he was like at his most popular, he had like the titties and the female parts for his videos and shit. I think eleven year old me caught up in the nineties was just caught up in like, ooh, look at the expression and the the look at the oh the stuff I'm not supposed to see. Look at Marilyn Manson being fucking a rebel and shit. Uh, I thought I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> listen, I have a I got a history. I got quite the history. Um, I'm well versed, dog. I'm well versed. I'm cultured or something. Well, I mean, like you remember the rumors from back in the day about that dude, right? That he, <laughs> that he. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. I was like, you know, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck it. We got let's put out there, man. Yes, for those not not in the know, the rumor was, 
But these are from these, these came from the same people that said like Lil Bow Wow got raped by his bodyguard. The same people that said Sierra was a man. They said that Marilyn Marilyn almost said Marilyn Monroe. That'd have been a hell of a story. Uh, Marilyn Manson pulled a rib, took his rib out so he could fillet himself. Fillet. Like, is his hand? Was his hand not enough? You got two. You got two hands, dog. Was that Where not enough? Dude, you know, I mean, maybe maybe the hands weren't enough. Like, I get self pleasure, but like the thing is, is like, like, think about it. <laughs> like, yeah, there might be like pleasure, but like you still like you're still sucking dick, dog. <laughs> you're still sucking a dick. Bro. You're still sucking dick, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is it gay if it's your own dick? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Yeah, it is. But, but then But then you gotta ask the question, like, is it gay to masturbate? It's your that's a dick in your hand. That's still a dick in your hand. On to the next one. So how you been, bro? So how you been? What's new? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I I haven't done shit in the past three days. Yeah, yeah, Definitely yeah. Work. Enjoying, enjoying the, enjoying the week, man. Yeah, man. How about you? Ah, shit. Still putting out fire. Still top man stuff. Uh, I didn't realize the beers I drank on Sunday. Yeah. Dave. You still got some? You still got those Modelo's? I still got those. Yeah. Thanks for those, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Glad I only got you a six pack. Yeah, yeah, me too. Listen, man. Long day. I didn't need a lot. I didn't need a lot. It's all good. Uh. For those not aware, for those who don't follow uh, me or Big Ren or the hard camera on our favorite social mediums, uh, me and Big Ren actually watched AEW's Double or Nothing together and uh, definitely, definitely enjoyed the day. It was good seeing my, my, good seeing my brother in person. Uh, we talk on the regs, as you would say, but, uh, you know, different, different energy, um, different energy, you know, being in person. I have to say... I didn't realize Big Ren was such a morning person. A bit of a wild card in the mornings, I've heard. A bit of a wild card in the morning. That's the guy you got to have in your crew, though. Like, I never laughed, like, so hard at just Ren and just the where the conversations went, man. That's the guy you got to have in your crew, like, if you have, like, a... A long night, and the night wasn't even that crazy. It wasn't even a crazy night, but the guy you when you have a long night, and you might not be feeling your best the next day. Like you got to have the guy who like is still kind of feeling the effects from last night, so he got the jokes in him still, and he can just will the team into the next day with the jokes. And then when the jokes are over with, the team is back. He can fall out, and then the team can lift him back up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? A lot of people really enjoyed you shotgunning that water with the liquid IV in it. Did they? what they say? They do. I showed it to a lot of people. And I told you when you did the video that it was classic. And I was like, yo, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure Ren knows how classic this video is. Him shotgunning a water with liquid IV in it. And, uh, joke. bruh, listen, your local Target for those uh, bougie enough. Or live near Bougie Enough City, go grab, uh, go to your local Target. This is not an ad, although, listen, cut the check. I swear by them. Um, Target is real, man. I went to, I went 
I found these because I was looking for like athletic tape so I could tape my wrists at the gym and saw, huh, boost your hydration with liquid IV. I was like, all right, well, let's see. And now, just like shower gloves and coconut oil, I can't turn back, dog. So I'm, I'm thinking next time I have one of those, like I'm just going to like eat the powder and then shotgun <laughs> water. <laughs> Hit the system faster. Hit it faster. True. <laughs> true, true, true. You ever watch a Step by Step back in the day? It was an old ABC show on TGIF. You know, I just remember all random 90s shows. I had a, when Al, when Al Lambert, Al was a girl. When Al Lambert, it was short for Alicia, but she was like the tomboy. But then when she came into her womanhood, her womanness, oh man, oh, I was poking through my fucking gym shorts in the late 90s. <laughs> Oh, she had it, man. Oh, man. Shout out to Christine Lakin. But anyway, they had a cousin. Um, actually, what's his name? Sasha Mitchell. Uh, he was in, like, the straight-to-video sequel of, like, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. They, oh, yeah, yeah. Kickboxer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he, that dude's trouble. <laughs> he, 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 let's just say he kickboxes in real life. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, Google it. Just Google it. Um, oh, no, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean the listeners. The listeners. Oh, if yeah. y'all aren't familiar, just, 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 you can't support everyone. However, and that's actually why he left the show for like a couple years because of his, some of his troubles and then came back. But anyway, he played like the dim-witted cousin. You know, the, the sitcoms in the 90s. I always got to have one family member. But he would, uh, he would take like a jug of milk and then a handle of chocolate syrup. And then just throw him in the back and just swish his face together. And that was how he had chocolate milk. <laughs> so, yeah, nostalgia. Nostalgia. I that dude doing that. I've only seen him in the Kickboxer movies. Okay. That's word. all man. And I never even saw the whole, the whole shit. But, yeah, Step by Step was kind of – that TGIF lineup, that was my shit. That was my shit. Uh, I've never watched too many – sitcoms yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. well you came out the womb watching like like taped fist glass matches yeah like out the womb like yeah yeah broken glass taped fist with the glue and the whatnot yeah <laughs> we you are we are who we are for we got here i was raised that's how yeah listen you know what i'm saying nothing to be ashamed of right while i was watching like urkel and boy meets world and teen angel and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm watching Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Yes. <laughs> balance. <laughs> we balance each other out very, very well. Very yes. well. Uh, but yeah, man, I was on the I was on the drive to you and uh I was leaving City I Live In and I think okay, I was leaving City I Live In and there was a guy who was uh, playing guitar, like in the median. Like he was playing guitar. And he had like a hat out in the median. And it reminded me of something that happened. Now, me and you have talked about this before, right? We talked about giving money. Do you give money to the homeless still? I, shit, I couldn't tell the last time I seen a homeless person. <laughs> no. T- <laughs> White County has a stunningly large uh, home homed population. Um <laughs> But last time we talked about it, I said something like, "Well, I give money, like I give money to black homeless, just because that's some funny shit to say," um, and the truth. 
And uh, so a couple weeks back, my lady came to visit and I saw a homeless guy and, you know, he was asking for money and, you know, we were pulling up. We we're about to go get like brunch or something, right? Because of course we were getting brunch. Uh, so I told her I was like, "Damn, I wish I had some cash so I could I give homie some paper." And I was about to make my lady sound kind of crazy, but you know, love. Uh, it's just for the sake of conversation. And uh, I said, "Damn, kind of wish I had some cash. I'd give him some paper." And she was like, "Wait, why would you? Why? Why would you do that? Like, he's just he's gonna spend it on you know whatever he might spend it on, right?" And I was like. That's none of my business. Yeah, so what? That's none of my business what he spends it on. If he spends it on drugs, alcohol, that's none of my business, right? Like, if I had the $5, I gave him $5, but I gave him a choice, right? I gave him a choice. Do what you want to do with this $5, but you have a choice here. Now, listen, $5 ain't going to get you fucking a crib, Ain't gonna pay no bills or nothing. Ain't gonna pay. Well, he ain't got no crib to have no bills. Looks like he's living a smarter life than the rest of us. However, shit. But I gave him a choice, right? To do whatever he wants to do with the five. If he wants to go to McDonald's, grab some nuggets, whatever. If he wants to, you know, put it in a bottle, whatever, right? The same way I gave him a choice, or would have given him a choice, he was giving me a choice just by being out there. Mm-hmm. The idea of like. I got to look within myself and be like, yo, am I going to roll my window up while I'm banging this little brother album? Or am I going to roll the window down and shoot him as five, right? Because before he got there, whatever led him to his decisions to get where he was at, it was it was a matter of choices. And I'm sure he had a certain, you know, good intention, but it might have went however it went, you know. And, you know, my lady was talking and she was saying, you know, I mean, the way to help is, you know, volunteering and programs and you know foundational stuff systemic stuff and i'm like yes however i'm pulling up to brunch right now with you and this is the option i have give him the five or not right we talk about how busy we get we might have a good intention we might not have the time to volunteer right but i might have his five and i can give him an option Right. So fast forward a week and change as I'm about to visit you and this homeless guy who I presume is homeless. He's playing guitar. On the street. And I'm like, damn, sure wish I had like five bucks. Actually, no, I did not. I did have five bucks. However, the light turned green and I didn't want to hold up traffic. So I kept it pushing. (laughs) Great work. And I thought to myself, I was like, depending on who you ask, it's almost like more noble to give money to the homeless guitar player versus the guy just on the street who has to swallow his pride and just ask who might not be talented. What if, what if they got like a, like a funny sign? Listen, if he got a what sign, sign? I, listen, if you're... Salute the creativity, right? You know what I'm saying? This guy in the story, he was just walking around trying to wave people down versus the guy who had a talent and a guitar, right? Would you, let me ask this. Would you have given money to the guy with the guitar versus the just the homeless guy? Or what, what do you think? 
I'm gonna sound like touch such an asshole here. Hit me. But <laughs> hit me. Honestly, it just depends on the mood I'm in. I feel like <laughs> listen, that's real. That's super real. And, and, and if there's traffic. Yeah, and it was big traffic where I was at. Big, big. He didn't walk down far enough to where I was at, fourth in line. As like, I, I mean, like, I've, like, I've waved somebody across the street, like, you know. Yeah. I got something for you. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, like, right. I, gave, like, I mean, like, yeah, I definitely gave homeless people money. Like, I don't have a problem doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've all been in tough, fucked up situations, you know? No doubt. No doubt. And, I mean, it's not like... I mean, I don't want, I mean, I'm hoping they're not, not out there on purpose. Like mm-hmm. they chose this shit. Right. You know right, what I'm right, right. And it's even fucked up to say that I, it, that's even <clears> fucked <throat> up to say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, we all go through fucked up shit and mm-hmm. some people just need a, more help getting back up on their feet. And yeah, yeah. it's none of my business what they're going to do with that money. None I'm of my business. Give it to them. If I give you a gift and then we stop being friends today, that's still your gift. It's still your gift. I'm like, yo, give me that back. Yeah, right. <laughs> my wallet that I use now, my lady friend actually gave to me as a gift. We actually had like a rough patch where we weren't speaking. And guess what I did? I used that fucking wallet every day. I yes, I did. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, 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 are you going to be like, every time you look at the wall, like... Motherfucker. I ain't got t- <laughs> shit. I ain't got time for that. I got a fucking appointment. 1.30. Barbershop. Fuck it. This fucking wallet. Fuck this wallet. <laughs> this wallet clip that so delicately stashes my cards and business cards and cash. Fuck this. N- no. It fits my aesthetic beautifully and it's a great piece of leather. I'm going to keep using that shit. You know what I'm saying? But what got to me is that I think socially... There's something a little more noble about giving the guy with the guitar five bucks versus the the quote unquote regular homeless guy, right? And I kind of wonder yeah. why that. Do you, you you agree? But I kind of wonder why that is. Be- I mean, like, not like. I mean, like, I don't. I don't really. I mean, I don't. I don't agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. But like, like I said, like everybody's going through some shit, and yeah. like. Like I said, like, with me, it just kind of depends on the mood I'm in. No doubt. (laughs) Well, you know, what kills me is that there's an assumption that the homeless guy is, like, a drunk or a drug addict. But the thing is, do you know who the best guitar players are? No. Drug addicts? (laughs) You don't know that. Yes, they fucking are. Shit. Nigga, drug addicts play guitar way better than sober guitar players. <laughs> way better. Think of all the classic Dude. guitarists. Yeah, but are they playing guitar still? But <laughs> would they have been classic if it weren't for the drugs? I'd be like, yeah, like the the person with the like the more sketchy background is always gonna be more like whoa look lot at this of, guy a lot of pain in them finger strums dog yeah like where, a lot where, of pain in them strums and then you hear stories like fuck yeah I gotta hear these stories yeah mm that damn cocaine that's why I feel that riff because <laughs> <laughs> he was feeling them riffs 
know what I mean? So, <laughs> listeners, next next time you, you next time you see that, just kind of you know take a little step, take a deeper step, think about it. I'll, I'll be in a bigger city next weekend. Yeah, so. that guy with the guitar is no more noble than the guy who had to swallow his pride. He just see, did. Like another thing, you gotta like a thing you gotta worry about there too is like. <clears throat> Depending on where you're at, like, mm-hmm. I know when I was down in Venice Beach, I wasn't giving nobody no money. I feel it. Because, one, if you give somebody, if you give one guy one some money, somebody else sees that shit. Right. Right. I not feel it. Left alone. And I like, feel and it. And that even sounds fucked up, but like. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, no doubt. No, I feel that. I feel that. You just got to be right place, right time sometimes. But you know what? Listen, man, that guy with the guitar. He might have stole that guitar. You give one guy one cigarette. Yeah, you're gonna be out of cigarettes in the next ten minutes. No doubt. A piece of gum. Oh, you got some gum? You got more gum? No. Like, no, I don't. Somebody have Somebody asked me for a cigarette. Like, I'll give him what I have left. Yeah. Of the cigarette that I'm smoking. <laughs> Word. Word. Okay. True. <laughs> True. That's why I don't have tobacco habits. Motherfuckers are expensive, dog. <laughs> there it is, man. The moral of the story is that homeless guy on the street with the guitar, he just hasn't sold it for drugs yet. That's, <laughs> I think that's the that's the conclusion we've come down to. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I was thinking about this too, man, when, when we finally got to link up together and we uh, we did the, the shotgun video. I was closer this time. Mm, I was closer this time, but uh, you posted a video and you said, <laughs> "I'm not gonna say no names." You said, "Man, so and so, man, that motherfuckers don't that motherfucker don't say shit about my videos unless you're in them." <laughs> <laughs> and I was cracking up. I I was cracking up laughing like, okay, yeah, you know. I think what it is though, like. Because, like, even today, like, today is my guy's birthday. Shout out to Brandon. Yesterday was my other guy's birthday. Shout out to Marcus. My birthday is in a week and a half. And those are my guys I've known for 15 years. And I've known you since I was since I was 15. And everyone, you know, goes to separate ways. My guy, Brandon, lives in Milwaukee. Marcus lives in Phoenix. I got my guy in Florida. I got family in Florida. I haven't lived in the same city as someone I love. In a long time, right? And so some of the names we were talking about specifically who <laughs> Deadass was like, yeah, I'm going to like this now, <laughs> right? Were people that we've known since, you know, high school and before. Cats who literally, like, watched us, watched our friendship grow. And, you know, I think what it comes down to is that sometimes people just... Remember when Little Brother broke up and I talked to you about it? And then they became friends again. And I wasn't even concerned about the music, but they became friends again. And I was like, yes, right? I think people just like seeing the people that they love Reconnect. and knowing that they still love each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't see it all the time, but they, they still love each other. I was always thinking, I was like, oh. Like oh he's got somebody he's got somebody on there now, <laughs> right? It's himself. not just it's not just him by himself. 
True. True, 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 true. Like, uh, it, hell, in the group chat, like, uh, like a week or two ago, shout out to the homie DJ Reed City. Um, we was in the group chat, and he doesn't have a Facebook because he's smarter than the rest of us, and he's not addicted like guitar players. Um, you see, how, yeah, I brought that was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So five five. So I guess he he went on a trip with some homies that he's known like forever. And so one of the homies posted on social media and you should see the comments like, yo, the love emojis, the, the high high emojis. But it's like, yo, they was like, yo, where the fuck has Bubba Bubba been? I go say his name. Where the fuck is DJ Reed sitting? Where the fuck? Where the fuck? And I hit him. I was like, dog, I'm so honored to have access to you. <laughs> the way these motherfuckers love you like this. But it was just the love of seeing the people that you've loved forever. Seeing that they still love each other in this ripe old age of thirty plus, you know, so pretty nice. It is pretty nice, dog. I'm glad we can give them that moment. I'm glad we could give them that moment and have that moment for ourselves. We posted that video of uh of us shotgunning the beer, and uh, my lady liked it on Instagram, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I cracked Ren. Tell him. Tell him when you saw that. Tell him what you told me. I, I'd seen this. And I'd seen it for like a minute, and I was still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and like I just show him. I just show him the phone, and I'm like, "Yeah, was this her?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, no. "Yes." Yeah. Why the fuck don't you follow her? <laughs> Ren said, like, "Wait, wait." He said, Ren, you don't even follow your own girl on Instagram? I said, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, no. No, I don't. Um, I've kind of talked about this before. If you go back, if you guys go back in a few episodes, um, I forget the number of it. The title was I Represent Me. Um, no, I don't follow my lady on it. <laughs> Listen, it's her social media. She can follow me if she wants. However, no, I don't know. I never follow women that I care for that way um, on social media. I don't need, for one, I don't need those problems. I don't need those problems. Um, she's going to get on my nerves anyway. <laughs> like, baby, I love you. You're going to get on my nerves anyway, right? I don't need to look at your social mediums and you fucking, you post a lyric from an R&B song that I put you on and I got to sit there and wonder, like, the fuck? No, 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 no. I don't need those problems, right? Um, along with that, like, maybe it's egotistical of me, but like, I move as if I'm a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity, but I move like a celebrity in the sense that I move with privacy. I don't, I don't care what y'all. I like. I don't. I, I don't like y'all like that. I don't like y'all like that. I like I, I I I hate you niggas. Like I don't like you niggas like that. You you're just digging yourself in a, a deeper hole with with people liking me more than they like you. Well, listen, man. Sometimes you just I just gotta accept it. I gotta accept it. I understand why I'm the heel. At first, I was like, uh, but then I was like, okay, I get it. But now it's like dig in. I gotta be honest. I don't like you niggas like that. Um, y'all, y'all. <laughs> yeah, y- y- baby face it, pander. I don't care. Take it, take it. Wave the flag. Um. Like, the people who are close to me, who know my life, cool. They can know what they know. But my social mediums is, is, is a certain, there's a certain guard there. I'm honest about my life. Um, I'm not high. 
<laughs> for the always list, been like that, though. I've literally always been like this, and you can vouch for that. Like, like yeah. mind your business. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit, but mind your business. Remember, well, no, you don't remember this, uh, but a few years back, Pusha T and Drake had, like, the beef of the summer. And Pusha T exposed Drake in saying, he said, you are hiding a son. <laughs> he was hiding his and it, he said, you are hiding a child. And I, that was the funniest shit ever, the way he said it. And then Drake, in his song, uh, his album he released later on that summer, was like, I wasn't hiding my son from the world. Uh, or sorry, I wasn't hiding the world from, whatever. He wasn't hiding his son. He was hiding his son from the bullshit of the world, right? And so you see now, you Drake will post his son, and the internet gets right to internetting about a three-year-old boy. And even when he said that, people tried to laugh it off, like, "Oh, he's." In it. I'm like, "No, like, I, I get it. Like, he don't owe you niggas nothing. <laughs> he don't owe you dudes that. That's his son. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, I've dropped one picture in my story, um, and just let it rock in a series of pictures. But like, yeah, no, I'm not about to be on here." fucking saying some things I say, which she knows that I do, and fucking some dirty nigga in the DMs, hey, listen, you know Juve said you get on his nerves, right? You know Juve said you know Juve said this, right? Let me play the clip for you, baby girl. Let me play the clip. No. No. Like, fucking beat it. If and when I get married, if we make it that far, I'm not putting my children on the internet. And me and her are going to argue about it because that's what women do. They want to show and share everything because women follow. I don't care. They just, they're about status. They, they, sorry, baby. But yeah, no, no, no. I don't like you niggas like that. <laughs> I'm going to pop up married one day. Yo, got married yesterday. No pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, got married yesterday. (laughs) I look fly in that tux. My baby had that fat ass in that dress. It was dope. You know what I'm saying? A year from then, yo, had a son yesterday. It was tight. I ain't named him yet. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to name him, but I had a son. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Had a son. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, don't, no, no, so no, no, I don't follow her, uh, she can follow me if she wants to, we haven't had that newest conversation yet, uh, but she knows, I mean, she knows what I'm about, and I'm not hiding myself for the hoes, listen, if I'm fucking with hoes, I'ma fuck with hoes, if, let me, re- okay, let me phrase this, <laughs> if, big if, if I'm fucking with hoes, I'ma fuck with hoes, whether I follow her or not, right, so it's not like I'm hiding her because I'm fucking with hoes. If I'm a dirtbag fucking with hoes, I'm going to be a dirtbag, period. <laughs> but if I, I'm just not going to let the hoes access my lady like, yo, you know, Juve, never mind. Let me stop. I should probably, I should probably, I should probably stop. I, should probably I, didn't, I, didn't, follow, I didn't follow her. She didn't follow me back. I mean, she, she didn't follow me, so I didn't follow her. So. No doubt. And she loves you, too. She fucking loves you. <laughs> She fucking loves you. Makes me sick. Makes me fucking sick. 
but <laughs> and she loves you for like a lot of reasons, right? And I talked to her about this. Like she loves you for a lot of reasons because for one, I live my life so I don't hide the people I love, but I live my life a certain uh, with mystery, right? Even yeah. even in 115 now 16 episodes, there's a certain still mystery about how I move. And no one in my life is accessible. They all li- no one in my life is accessible, right? And so the one person who is accessible is for one, the person that I record with on a regular, regular basis. So she has heard you and heard just style, her just steez. Two, you're funny, so you're likable. Three, you're very, very close to me. And four, you're a fucking legend, and I have access to a, a to a legend. Thanks, man. So it makes me fucking sick. It does. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I fucking hate it. But oh, it's the life that shows us. Yo, yo, remember I showed you uh, my boss in that shotgun video? Yep. He's been shotgun on one beer a day ever since. <laughs> God damn, you don't even do one a day. Nope, I don't. God I don't drink damn. Big, big bad influence. Big bad influence. <laughs> I got my brown liquor right to my left. Big not time the first bad influence. Won't be the last, that's <laughs> no. for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Speaking of uh shotgunning, right? So again, we posted a video of us shotgunning. I was closer and closer. Um now we know you as I realize, you know, we know you as the legend. Because you are that. Way back in the day. Yeah, you you are that, right? Um, and we know how good you are at shotgunning things. Not just beer, because I saw you shotgun a water. So not just beer. And we always talk about how good you are. We have never, we have never actually talked about <laughs> how you got good at it. So like. <laughs> Cause listen, practice makes perfect, and you you don't just become a legend overnight. Even though people may see it overnight, like that's ten thousand hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's ten thousand hours of, of of work right there. So like, how 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 did we get how did we get here, my guy? See, like I've actually had people ask me this: like, do you ever like even drink anything like regularly, or do you just like <laughs> chug and shotgun? True. Cause I got asked, and not to cut you off, I got I got laughed at because my guy was like, "Oh, look at my other nickname." He's like, "Yo, look look at you trying to breathe while you shot." I was like, "Huh? <laughs> Wait, there's a trick." So go go ahead, go ahead. Like and like they were asking me, it was like, "Do you ever chug?" Or I mean, like, "Do you ever just drink anything normally?" And it it got me thinking. It's <laughs> like, damn, do I? Really? I mean, like. I really don't like drink normally, like, and this and this is just from even back when I was just a young little boy, a young little motherfucker. Yes, a young little motherfucker, you know. Mm. And I back in the day, my mom would give me a drink of her sprite. She said, "Don't drink it all." And I, I drink like three fourths of that motherfucker <laughs> on one rip. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. You give me. I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think I, my, my, my thirst has ever been quenched. 
See, like, like when, 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 I think I think I figured out what like like whenever like people ask me, it was like, have you ever found out what it does? And I think I just figured out like <laughs> once my thirst is quenched, that'll be what it does. That'll be the lifelong. <laughs> that'll be the answer to the lifelong question of seeing what it does. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Never clinched, dog. Oh, so when your thirst is finally quenched, you just out the game for good. Might be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, yo! These are real tears in my eyes. These are real tears. So, cause I'm bugging. Like my guy was like, "Yo, look at look at Juvie trying to breathe," and I'm like, "Hold up, wait, is that the trick?" Because like one of the tricks, like a big hole though too. True, that helps. But see, the big hole pause means more liquid, and I'm like, I can't listen. I can't handle the little bit. I'm fucking with now. The little twelve ouncer, dog. So is that the trick? You just okay? You just don't breathe. Nope. You just <laughs> he said nope. <laughs> no, yes, that is the trick. Don't don't breathe. I so, mean, like. It was it was a couple weeks ago, yeah. and I didn't even post this. I just posted this in uh, in one of the group chats I'm in. But uh, you know the big dumbass Dasani bottles of water, like thirty two point three ounce motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I chucked one of those in like ten seconds. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and like it was like it was getting rough at the end. I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna make it. So what's the difference between like the thirty two ounce of Dasani versus the 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 tall boy? Well, the tall boy is what twenty four. Twenty five. It's twenty five ounces. Okay, that's extra seven ounces. I, I, just, I just I just found that out recently too. I thought there were twenty fours, but not twenty fives. It's an extra ounce. Okay, okay. So the extra seven ounces of water it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like and like like before I like before I started shotgun and tall boys. Like I've done a couple like back to back twelve ounces. Mm. That shit's rough. Mm-hmm. The break okay. in between, where all the air, up. all that air gets in. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Air. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got I it. mean, like I'll do a tall boy. Like, my average tall boy is like six point nine seconds. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> my man pulled out the stopwatch. The official. You pull out the Seiko, the Seiko stopwatch. <laughs> like, like whenever I rewatch the video, I always count. I mean, like every time I watch somebody shotgun something, I'm always counting. One one thousands, <laughs> <laughs> one Mississippis. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny as shit, man. Because I always like, just like, yo, like your throat. Like, how does your throat even? So it's a mixture of just letting it just fall down and not breathing. Nope. I you gotta eat it. I'm not. <laughs> nope. I am not. I am not built for that. Um, my throat ain't built. I could never do beer bongs. Like I wasn't. I, I used to do beer bongs before uh, yeah. shotgun. And shotgun just came along like. Well, I mean, we were shotgunning beers back in high school. Okay. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we were shotgunning uh... beers back in high school, but it, but it was it was just sloppy. Okay, no technique. You know, and then like before, like before uh, Snapchat got the deal where you could slide to the left and just record like hands free. Yeah, yeah. I was doing them bitches one handed, sloppy. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
and then Snapchat like, up the game for you. And this is back when I first got on Instagram, like people were like, <gasps> "Holy shit!" Like you're just one hand and shotgun and these motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, just sloppy, spilling most of the beer <laughs> all over myself. But now that we got the little hoodicky where you can slide on the left. True enough. True enough. We gotta thank Snapchat for making you for helping making you into a legend. Yeah, man. And give me a check. Yeah, no. <laughs> true enough. Holy shit! Yeah, no, nah, you got it, you got it, you got it. That's your lane. I'll uh, one of these days, Bucko. Never, never. Actually, no, I'm not gonna lie. All right, man. Participation's yeah. all I care about with that shit. Listen, man. Give me my my rebel flag. Give me my Confederate flag. Give me my big participation trophy. Um, I'm down. <laughs> I, I might have another don't tread on me flag around here somewhere. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's more so about like guns, right? That flag. That was like, like back in the day, like the fucking in between like America and uh, the UK and England. Okay, okay. Maybe I don't. I don't know the full history of it. I just look at it and I'd be like, mm, I probably shouldn't hang out with those people. But you're you. We're established, dog. In the dining room. <laughs> yes, yes. In the dining room. Walk in my side door, my house. Well, I guess the side door is the back door. Mm-hmm. You go straight to the kitchen, and then you walk to the living room. You'll see that flag on that wall. You can't miss it. No, you can't miss it. You really, you really can't miss it. Um, yeah. Well, I know where your heart is, so you know it's all good. You have to tell me the history of the flag and what it means. Um, one day, or or soon, or. What it is, I'll, I'll see you down and we'll shotgun get some beers and <laughs> play about the flag, brother. True enough. <laughs> Snort some liquid IVs and uh, we'll talk about the flag. Watch Kickboxer. The sequel, though, with Sasha Mitchell. Like, there's like four of them with him in it. Oh, shit. Okay. So, <laughs> so basically, he had the reboot. <laughs> he had the fucking reboot. It was like, yeah, just take take the franchise. I read it was like it was like the third one. Like I guess he was like so hard to deal with on set. Like just I think he was like pissed drunk most of the time. Ooh, high on okay. booger sugar. Ooh, yeah. Just trying, just being, uh, just being hard to deal with. And I mean, fuck. I mean, you always heard. Of, did you ever hear about Donald Claude Van Damme on the Street Fighter set? No. Oh my God, he had to have a handler. Wait, what you mean? Yeah, because, dude, he was doing so much cocaine. Oh, my God. And then and it turns out his handler, it wasn't the best guy for him to be a handler. Because couldn't handle they both started doing cocaine. True enough. True enough. You are a reflection. Like, like on, in Hollywood. Oh, my God. You're a reflection of the five people you hang out with. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing, too, right? Like, how do you tell Jean-Claude Van Damme or Sasha Mitchell to chill the fuck out without getting kickboxed? Yeah, roundhouse kick you in the fucking head, easy. Big facts, easily. There was a uh, speaking of Jean Claude Van Damme. I don't think it ever went anywhere. It was only a few episodes. There was like a, I forget which streaming. It wasn't Netflix, but it was like he had like a show on a streaming service, and it was like a fucking comedy about Jean Claude Van Damme trying to get back to being Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, no, I remember this. Yeah, but it had to do with, like, there were, like, action scenes. It was kind of, it was it was pretty meta. It was kind of Inception-ish. But 
it was it was kind of funny. I wanted to, I wanted to see more, and I never saw more of it. So that, uh, it might be on like or something. Yeah, dig. <laughs> Get kickboxed. Um, I wanted to talk about this to kind of bridge the gap in between now and the beginning of the show. Um, so we had a wave of releases. Yeah, Literally a uh, Wednesday. Um. We had the release of uh, Lana, Ruby Riot, Murphy, Alistair Black, and then the big name, the big, big name, LeBron Strowman. Um, tell me, tell me, were you surprised? What do you think about this whole thing? I was big time surprised, dude. WWE, yeah. I mean, they just fucking really put a shirt out for Alistair Black for pre-order yesterday. Word. I did not know that. And I mean, they've, been, they've been working on bringing him back on SmackDown. They've been having him do little promos, vignettes. Yep. Yep. Uh, hell, he uh he interfered in the uh the four way, the four way Intercontinental title yeah. match. Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, and and this is just this is just pure speculation. Just another rumor I've heard, but I guess there's a couple people backstage like wondering if they're going to try to sell. Hmm. Selling off the company. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We've, I mean, we've had our issues with the product as it is already, and that's in the original hands of events. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, it was. I mean, looking at Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot hasn't done much of anything since she returned. They put together the Riot Squad, and and no one really missed them enough to care that they were put back together. Um, Murphy, Murphy was a missed talent. Uh, Murphy could go, as we saw his series of matches with Aleister Black. Um, Alistair Black himself, I mean, his his character had been floundering for a while. He wasn't really on TV, and they just brought him back and thought we were going to start something with Big E. Didn't go anywhere. At the very least, I guess, you know, them building to his return was at least showing that he has some kind of cachet. So the release itself may not be ideal, but they at least they featured him up until his release. And you know to put to yeah. put some worth, put some value on you know some cachet on his name. Um, Lana, if she stays in the business, I imagine she's gonna be CJ on AEW managing Miro. Um, yeah. That that just makes sense. You know, not necessarily in the Rusev type role, but maybe in the Rusev role. Miro, I'm not sure needs it. No, I don't think he does. I think it'd take away from whatever he's got going on right now, honestly. Right. Right, right, right. So I mean, you got the options there. I know she does work. You know, she does Hollywood work as well. She's definitely got a marketable look. So you know, we'll see how that goes. Bringing us to the big name, Braun Strowman. Yeah, he was fucking. The last time we saw him was the Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, Backlash. He had the triple threat. Well, I mean, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That. Mm-hmm. But that was. It. Yeah. I mean, it was it, a good match. It was. It was. You know, between the injuries and just the lack of direction. I mean, listen, his feud with Shane McMahon didn't make any sense. No. It didn't make any sense. Um, Not his fault, of course. It. I suppose I suppose I am some kind of surprise. Excuse me. Some kind of surprise in the fact that he's such. I mean, he's a big name. He's Former champion, former Intercontinental champion, former Raw Tag Team champion. Even though he hasn't had any real direction ever since he shaved his head and <laughs> started wearing gloves and taking his shirt off, he hasn't had any real, real direction. But I guess I'm, I'm, I guess I'm still kind of surprised. But I guess 
in the grand scheme of things, not too surprised in the sense that his direction just hasn't been there. I mean, like it just seems like they could have got rid of, they could have got rid of extra people. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like get rid of more people, and keep some of those people. I hear you. I hear you. You gonna miss? You gonna miss Braun Strowman? I mean, he hasn't really done <laughs> shit. <laughs> he's. I mean, he's he's flipped some things and and pushed some things and beat up people. Um. He had some good matches. Yeah. You know, let's, let's see where he goes next. I mean, I don't know. Like, AEW, they're already signing a shitload of fucking people. Or they've already signed a shitload of fucking people. Right. And maybe he goes the Hollywood route, too. I mean, he's got a marketable look. Uh, he could play, yo, know, the... He could play, like, the the boss before the boss henchman. He's, he, he's got a good henchman potential. Man, boy, like, remember Stone Cold tried to go Hollywood for a little bit, and all he did was B-movies? True enough. Yeah. True, and Braun Strowman definitely. I like those movies. Yeah, Braun Strowman definitely ain't no Steve Austin. Yeah. No. True, true, true. I don't know, man. Um, I know he hasn't made a, a great. He hasn't really endeared himself to the independents. If he were to go, the, I don't think he would go the independent route. But the independents ain't really via his comments last year when when the pandemic started and and basically telling the independents to to pick themselves up by their bootstraps. Um, <clears throat> which yeah, again, did him no favors. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Maybe they restructure the contract and bring him back. I don't know. I don't know. So, I uh, I will say this though, in some weird roundabout way, the Braun Strowman release actually, for some reason, makes the Velveteen Dream release a little easier for me to swallow. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Because he's such a big name that, yeah, you know, Dream had all the bullshit surrounding him. Um, But if it's a matter of budget cuts plus all the shit going on and they're doing all these releases and they release such a large, a big name like Braun Strowman, uh, it makes it a little little easier, a little easier to swallow. It still sucks. It still sucks. But it makes it a little easier to swallow. Um, Again, it's the big machine. That machine ain't going nowhere. I mean. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it'll it'll be a. I mean, shit. They did the Peacock deal. Um, they've been listen. They've just been churning out. They've been churning out. Uh, we we've talked about this before. Ever since to me, WrestleMania thirty two, that seemed like a turning point for me, yeah. where it really became like that. Felt like an NBC special to me. Yeah, it did. It felt like an NBC special, and so it just feels like they just churn out material. Because it's a machine. The pay-per-views have not been bad. They've like, not been bad. Yeah. But the fuck, the weekly product has just been shit for so long. Certain lack of direction. It just feels a little off. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. Um, we got Hell in a Cell coming up really, really soon. I mean, uh, fuck, dude. Like, <clears throat> like, what, the, what the crowd could do this past weekend. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. And I would have liked to see Braun Strowman in front of a crowd. Like, yeah, Romania, but like, I'd like to see, you know, the tour starting soon. I would have liked to see how he translated in front of a new crowd. Yeah, 100%. I mean, fuck, like, dude, like, what, like, is Bray Wyatt next? <laughs> Shit, right? You know? Who knows, man? I mean, fuck, I mean, I, honestly, I hope he is. For his sake? 
they can link back up. Yeah. Shit. I mean, um, bold. Uh, you them both going to the same company if right. they were, you know, but right. If they even they, continue in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Bo Dallas is gone. Uh, Mike Rotunda, IRS is gone. Um, it, I could see, I could see Bray sticking around in wrestling more than I could see Braun Strowman. Uh, Bray grew up in the business, literally, versus yeah. Braun, who you know came a different route um, and never went through the independence. Never, you know, he took a different route. So, I don't know, man. Twenty twenty one, twenty one, twenty one, twenty one. We'll see, man. But uh, let's let's push forward, man. I want to thank y'all for pressing play on episode 116 of the Hard Camera THC CXVI, and I am your guy, your guy, Juve J U V, just under your visual. Sitting here with my tag team partner, as always, Big Ren, the legendary. And together we are less sex gods. Big Ren, let them know how they can reach you on the social medias, my guy. You can find this sexy ass <clears throat> on all Twitter, Instagram, yes. and TikTok at A motherfucker A underscore M A A F H U C K A. You can also find me on Snapchat, Moffed Up 316 M A A F F H H. D-U-P-3-1-6. Check that shit out. No doubt. Check me out on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvidesayuno. That's J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Check out me and Big Ren on the show page, both Twitter and the Instagrams. The show page at The Hard Camera. Live coverage, live witticisms, live whatnot, here to forth, and etc., and a little bit of things of that nature. But above all else, you're listening to us on a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify, some are listening on Anchor. Some are listening on Google Podcasts, some are listening on Breaker, and of course, our friends down under. Shout out to Radio Public. One of these days, I'm going to stop telling that story, but it won't be today. Wherever you're listening to us, heartwarming content, heart-building content, content that does not follow the people that they love just because they don't want no extra problems, Content <laughs> that will sniff in a liquid IV just because we love you. Content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. Big rent. Oh, is it time? And then he. So. Are we logging into Peacock so early in the show? Yes, we are. Goodness. Well, I don't think we had one last show, did we? I was seeing what it does right now. Yeah, we're seeing <laughs> the thirst has not been quenched. No, the the, the toilet is getting its, thin, its thirst quenched. Absolutely, we may be the most unique podcast in the world. The fact that I can even think back and say, "Hmm, last week I don't think my friend pissed in my ear for our <laughs> world-renowned podcast segment." Fucking right. Fucking right. Where else? But the hard camera. Big Ren, we had AEW's Double or Nothing. But before we talk about the show itself, we got to see how we did. Big Ren went four of nine. 
taking his total to 9 of 15 for 60%. You got Juve went 6 of 9, taking his total, taking my total, to uh, 12 of 15, 80%. The year just started. I gotta get a. I gotta build up his big lead on Ren because I know how Ren gets down. He does not quit. He is going to stay on me for the next eleven months. So no, well, I'm not. I like hanging out in about the sixties. Yeah, so. no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I think I think I won last year with the uh, with the sixty nine. Yeah, because how else? Yeah, how else would it go? I mean, if if I could get four hundred twenty percent, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. You could go four of twenty over these next ones, and we could just go that way. Keep dreaming. Okay, I do. I, you know, I mean, listen, I have a dream. I have a dream. Um, but yeah, I'm not comfortable. We got a whole whole lot of season left. Big Ren, AW, double and nothing. What did you think of the show overall? Fucking dynamite. I see what you did. I see what you did there. <laughs> was was it TNT? It was TNT Dynamite, dude. Yes, I love it. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I'll be honest, man. I like it was a great show. I liked the yep. show. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a strong, a strong B plus. I can't go A. Just I can't go A. I'm give a strong B plus. There was there was nothing bad on the show, but it kind of dragged toward the late middle. Yep. Um, starting with with Cody and Anthony Agogo. I think the crowd was kind of out of it. Uh, Miro and Lance Archer, they tried. They knew what they were dealing with. So they tried to ramp it up. Wasn't quite there. Those two matches kind of dragged for me. Um, but nothing was bad on the show. It just The show may have just been a little too full. Maybe just a little too full. Clocking in about four hours. Um, but otherwise, no. It was four hours. Yeah. Clocked into four hours. Um, but otherwise, no. I, I, yeah, I'm not mad to show at all. A very, very strong B plus, almost A minus, but that A means a lot to me. So I'm, I'm gonna go B plus. Definitely, a, definitely a great show. Definitely want to check it. Out. Honestly, it honestly felt like like a two and a half hour show. To me. Really? Okay. Okay. Hey, salute, salute. It. I felt all four of them hours. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I, I think you missed the last hour. I will be honest. I was nodding off during. The three-way match. Uh, and also fell asleep fully for most of the stadium stampede. I had to go back and watch both matches. Um, what sleep? Yeah, yeah. Ren is a great friend. He let me sleep. Um, yeah, yeah. Host. Yeah, great host. Great host. He didn't barge in on the door while I was trying to get some. He let me He let me rock out. He let me rock out. But I did go back and watch the matches. So I am uh, fully up to date. Fully up to date. Um Let's start here, man. What was what was your match of the night? That's so tough, dude. Mm. Uh, I'm honestly going to go with uh, the opener, Hangman and uh, Brent Okay, okay. A testament to how strong the card was. Myself, I was thinking you were going to go with like one of the two main event matches, but I, I'm surprised to see this. What what about that match was uh, did it for you? I mean, like we obviously had the pre-show match, which was great. A slapper, you know? yes. We didn't, uh, and not to cut you off, but uh, yeah, we didn't predict the uh, Serena D versus Rio match for the NWA Women's Championship. Um, great match. That was that was a really really good match. Um, it had some parallels to me to the AW Women's Title match, which we'll talk about in a bit. But great match, my man. Go ahead. 
Oh yeah, it was the uh, it was the op- the the legit opening match for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, cowboy shit. Yes. The fucking crowd was the crowd was roaring. I mean, yes. I was watching I was watching some shit earlier, and, and they said there was only about five thousand people there. You heard all five thousand. Like, it, it didn't sound like five thousand. It sounds like it sounds about like fifty thousand. And they said they were actually louder in person than it came across on television. Yeah. 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 So that right there. <laughs> I mean. I think it's either, it's either the first match or the triple threat. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's break down the uh, let's break down the opener. What was it about the opener you liked? It was it was hard. I yeah. Mean, it was it was everything I expected out of Adam. Ke- I mean Adam, Hangman Adam Page, and Brian Cage even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and the fact that Brian Cage didn't want anybody from Team Taz to get involved. True. I yeah. give him major props for that. Mm-hmm. That's a story they were, they've been doing. They were, they were even doing each other's finishers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a story they've been building for a while. The uh, the the Brian Cage dissension with Team Taz. I like that they're not just they're not just one day all of a sudden breaking up. Right when friendships break up or people break up, like there's tension that builds for a while. It's not just one day I'm going to turn on my friend. There's 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 subtle tension and then there's overt tension and you either work it out or you don't, right? Um there this this was probably like the well I wouldn't say the best. I think any match they chose would have been a great opener. Maybe not any match, not any match. But this was a great opener. Um listen, the people love Adam Page. Yeah. They love the cowboy shit. Um, Brian Cage absolutely can go in the ring. I feel like, to a certain extent, um, Team Taz and Brian Cage have been kind of... I mean, even though they, they were they were in a featured spot with Sting and Darby Allin, I still kind of feel like they they kind of have afterthought feel to them. Um, along with Lance Archer, which we'll talk about, those two especially, they kind of just seem in the same boat. Um, but this was, yeah, no, this was a great opener. This was a great opener, hard-hitting opener. And with, I'm with you. Like I like the, the subtle storytelling of Brian Cage wanting to win this match on his own. Because um, the story of the match leading up to it was what it took for Brian Cage to beat Adam Page the first time. Attack from behind, powerbomb on the floor, getting jumped and all of that. So the competitor within Brian Cage was like, no, I'm about to whoop his ass. I'm whooping his ass. Y'all beat it. Head to the back. I got this. Said that before. Yeah. Said that before the match on the, on the on the on the show on Friday, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. I don't want y'all to come out here. And there it is. There it is. So uh, another story to keep telling, man. The the team Taz dissension and team Taz breakup. Um, we can't talk about where we see Brian Cage going. You know, figuring out that whole that whole breakup. What do you see next for Adam Page? I don't really know, but I'm excited. Yeah, like I don't know how they're gonna do this, just because like with the way everything else played out in the towards the end of the night, you know. Mm, true. There's got there's got to be more going on with one of the mat with the match that everybody knows we're talking about with the triple threat match. There's got to right. be something else going. On. Right, right, right. I personally see this is like our detour because for a while Adam Page was the number one contender until he lost to Brian Cage. And now we have a new number one contender in the winner of the Casino Battle Royal. I see Adam Page 
Kenny Omega all out in Chicago. I hope. That's going to be a banger, 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 banger. Too early to tell who wins, of course. It's only June. But that's going to be a banger, 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 banger. In that Chicago crowd, one of the, the basically the city that launched AEW to a large extent. Chicago crowds, as we know, are Chicago crowds. So they're going to be molten, just hot for it. The story between Paige and Kenny Omega is crazy. Plus whatever chapter they build on. Plus it being for the title. Um, and actually, you know, now that I think about it, wasn't all out where Chris Jericho beat Adam Page for the AEW Championship in 2019? Kenny Omega? No, no, no. Chris Jericho beat Adam Page to become the first AEW champion. I think you might be right. I think that was all out 2019. I'm going to look it up real, real quick, super quick, and I'm going to talk over any potential space while I look it up, uh, yes, yep, Chris Jericho and Adam Page for the AEW Championship. That was the same card that uh, it was Kenny Omega versus Pac, Cody versus Sean Spears. I'm about to go back and watch that card. Yeah, for Cody got no, that's not where Cody got split. Is that where Cody got split the fuck open in the back of his head? That was in the build up to that match. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, the build up to that match. So interesting. I'm gonna have to go back and and watch that card. Uh, but yes, that was in the Sears Center in in the in the Chicago suburbs. Um, they had the yeah the Cracker Barrel three. Oh wow, huh? So double or nothing was not the first three way match at AEW because at All Out 2019, if you remember, they had the three way. It was like the Cracker Barrel Street Fight or whatever. Oh shit! Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Jimmy Havoc, holy fuck! Where that? Oh, that dude got weird, didn't he? He got he got a little weird. Oh fuck! Got, I forgot about that. Got a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Google it, listeners. Um, got a little weird. But yeah, so nice little uh, nice little look back in history. Nice little look back in history. So that'd be a great place to. There'd be that's that's a lot of long term storytelling coming into one specific place. Adam Page's history with the championship, his history with All Out, his history with Kenny Omega, how Kenny Omega is a bastard now. Well, he's always been a bastard. Y'all heard it here first. But a uh, great storytelling device. So that's where I see. I see All Out, those two for the championship in a slapper. Big, big, big time slap. Um, let's go forward. You, you mentioned uh, your other choice for the match of the night was the three-way. Yes. Okay. Talking about the three-way, what'd you like about it? Oh, shit, dude. So many fucking, so many close calls. Yeah. The Kenny Omega beating everybody up with all his fucking belts. Pac. He smacked Pac with all four belts, yeah. Don getting involved. I fucking hate Don. And then even, I mean, fuck, they, no, that was the the Bucks match. But uh, we can't even smoke the ref. I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) I really like that a lot. <laughs> that was really dope. I mean, yeah, you know, like just all the close calls. I mean, fuck, like we thought we we thought Orange Cassidy was gonna win that motherfucker. I did not. We both picked Kenny Omega. I mean, no, like during the match. Okay, gotcha. When he was pinning Pac, and then fucking Omega comes in, and hits him with the crucifix pin. Yeah. And any other <laughs> if if that crucifix pin was used in any other match or a singles match. Fuck that. <laughs> that match, it was fire. It worked so well. That whole match, I really, I mean, Kenny is the egotistical champion. 
Orange Cassidy was the underdog everyone believes in. And then Pac is fucking Pac, who has beaten both of them one-on-one. Probably, most would argue, like the best overall talent right alongside Kenny Omega. So all three of them had a viable chance to win. I really loved... I loved a lot. Of, I loved a lot of things about this match. I really loved how they played off of Orange Cassidy's underdog status. Like he hit okay, Pac. What did what did Pac hit on Kenny? And then he th- and then Orange Cassidy threw. Was it the superplex? It was some high impact move, and I'm forgetting. I just watched it. He hit a really high impact move on Kenny, and Orange Cassidy came and threw Pac out of the ring. And that the crowd, one, two, oh, like the way they built up that drama. They built up a lot of great dramatic spots where it looked like Orange Cassidy could just luck out by being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Really, really like that. The spot you mentioned where Kenny uh, snuffed the referee, I love that. <laughs> I loved that. it because Pac wasn't letting go. No. He wasn't going to let go. And so, so the, fuck you, ref. Because <laughs> if Orange Cassidy taps out, I'm ass out. I, I, I've never seen that before. That was so creative. I really, really like that. And I mean, any any other programming, you'd be like, yo, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. This was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Fuck that ref. I, um, well, because you know, it made sense, right? We see yeah. a lot of ref bumps. That is like, oh, the ref was just in the wrong place at the wrong time again. Oh, not this time. He's no, in the right place. <laughs> it was like, no, get him out of here because I got to save my championship. Super smart, super heelish, but super smart. Um, I love too how Pac is like. Pac is technically a babyface. Yeah, but still wrestles like a heel. Oh yeah, like. He'll choke you. He'll he'll use his feet. He'll stomp you out. He'll choke you like in the like, corner. Like, it's like your buddy that just like talks shit all day, but will like, snuff everybody. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kicked Orange Cassidy in the nuts, and then he'll call you a bitch for not hitting that dude hard enough or something. You know right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And still be alongside you. He wrestles yeah. like a heel. He hangs out with some assholes. Penta is an asshole. Yeah. But there's still somehow, somehow he's a babyface somehow, but barely, right? So I love that he doesn't change his style. He just is is all he's with the shits. He wants the belt. He's kind of anti-heroish. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Very I listen, and I realized during the pay-per-view, I want to see Miro versus Pac. Oh, I'll be so far. I want to see Miro versus Pac. Let Pac be the guy to take the TNT championship from Miro after his long reign. I'm definitely down for that. Um, but yeah, I really like that match. I really like too, cause we, we, we had speculated that maybe cause they all have, you know, Pac has a death triangle. Orange Cassidy has best friends. Kenny has the good brothers. None of them got involved. Nope. None of them got involved. Their brothers got involved though earlier. Right, 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 right. They kept it to a minimum, got it out of there quick. Um, but yeah, they kept the bullshit to a minimum and let those three guys make it happen. You know, which is that was which was nice to fucking finally see. It was They're not saying that not saying that AEW does that. That AEW never does that. Mm. You know, not not when it matters. At least, yeah, they get they get to the shits. Yeah. They get with the shits. 
I like I like that. I like that. Um, I'm gonna go with this one because there were a lot of great matches. There were a lot of great matches on this card. I want to give a shout out to the AEW Women's Championship match. Oh yeah. I think it's it, it may be kind of easy to go with like the the three way and the Sagan Stampede match, but I really shout out Britt Baker, the new AEW Women's Champion. Everywhere we went, we put up the poll on Instagram. Um, everywhere you talk, everywhere you see it talked about, like it was a foregone conclusion that Britt Baker was going to win, right? But it's almost like they played into that into the match itself. I hope they did. I mean, like it, it looks like they did, honestly. I would say that, I would say so. The way the way Hikaru Shida wrestled that match was like, and even commentary mentioned it that she was tired of Britt Baker kind of usurping the the cachet usurping the attention in the women's division. And she fought like the champion who was a little pissed off about it. There was slight, slight heel stuff, a lot more emotion in Hikaru Shida that we hadn't seen before. And not in the same way, right? You saw some of that emotion in the, the Nyla Rose feud, but the way she fought that match, kudos to Hikaru Shida for wrestling that match that way, which made the win that much more special. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You know, I mean, like there were they made it seem like Sheeta was gonna win that motherfucker multiple times. Yeah, I mean, when Rebel accidentally smoked Britt with the fucking crutch. Yes, I was like, oh my god. Yes, and I, then I mean, she, I mean, yeah, she fucking, yeah, she used the belt. Yeah, she won though. Yeah, I really, I, I really liked both of those because on one hand, like Britt Baker was not above cheating. She's still a heel. She's going to cheat, right? But her first attempt, it didn't work with the crutch, right? But she kicked out, which let you know this ain't for play. She wants all the smoke, right? Then Hikaru Shida hit the knee to the face. Her finishing, she hit the knee to the face. And Britt Baker kicked out. Because she wants all the smoke. Then Britt Baker cheated again. But she tried to hit her with the belt. It didn't work. Then she was like, okay, let me adapt. Hit her with the super kick. And then the curb stop on the belt. And Sheeta kicked out. It was, I, fire. I, it was fire. I loved it all. And then the finish. She beat the champion. Clean. With her finishing move, me and you were couple submissions. Yes, me and you were sitting at your crib, and you said, "Yo, Britt Baker's gonna win via some roll up," and then, like on cue, she almost won with a roll up. (laughs) We looked at each other like, "Holy shit!" She kicked out, but when it came down to it, Britt Baker won with her submission move, her finishing move. To be the champion. And I loved the celebration when the tap out happened. Britt Baker. It was such a Britt Baker way of celebrating. She laughed. <laughs> she, it was like a triumphant. Damn, this shit was so hard. But like, duh, I should have been here. Type laugh. I fucking loved it. From now on, I'm going to say the DMD. On her name. I wasn't properly giving her her respect, dog. You know? 
<laughs> I loved it, man. It was a foregone conclusion, and the crowd was hot for it. They crowd, was the crowd was big time behind her. Big time behind her for the title change. They knew they were about to see something special. Um, we talked about it the last show. We've the, the, the AEW women's division has come under a lot of scrutiny because people feel like there aren't enough stories, aren't enough characters, right? But let's really break this down. Now, Chris Statlander, she was hurt for a while, but she's like she's the alien, right? Big Swole, she's dealing with Crohn's disease, but she's got a fully fleshed out character. Nyla Rose. She's the native bee. She's got Vicky Guerrero. I know she hasn't been on television for a while, but that's a character there. The story around the women's division, we mentioned before, this match, this match was the two main stories of the women's division colliding. On one hand, you have the champion, not just the champion, the fighting champion. To where, yeah, sure, maybe we don't know a lot about Hikaru Shida, but we do know she is a fighting champion. She was champion for a year. And so the drama in her story is who's going to be the one, for one, who's going to be the one to beat her? And two, she has made this championship mean something. She is 30 and 3. All time. Uh, not a lot of people that got a, got a record like that. You know what I'm saying? I think some of them losses was tag matches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 30 and 3. She may have lost to Rio. I saw she fought Rio at All Out 2019, so she probably lost to Rio during that match. But 30 and 3, she has carried this division on her back as champion during the pandemic era. That is her story. And then during the match, we got to see just how much that title means to her. We've seen it in other matches, but in this match, where we knew she was going to lose it, we got to see how much it meant to her in the emotion she showed when she didn't get the job fully done, and just how she fought throughout the match. She was a little more aggressive, right? She knew she was facing the red-hot challenger, right? So that's one half of the story. And then, as we mentioned before, Britt Baker is the drama queen. Oh, yeah. Of the AEW Women's Division. She had the feud with Big Swole. She had the legendary, well, soon-to-be legendary feud with Thunder Rosa. Which was her platform. Her platform to spring it up just right into the main event the main event division. Um, yeah, it was a culmination of those two stories coming together. And so now... We've got the apex, we've got the conclusion, we've got the, 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 the blend, if you will. The drama queen is the AEW Women's Champion. Um, off the top of my head, you have to think that Thunder Rosa wants some smoke. That's our first person. Because mm-hmm. even though their match technically didn't count as far as records go, we all saw the match. Oh, yeah. So she wants that smoke. Yep. Um, I imagine Big Swole will become... Big Swole won that match between them, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I imagine Big Swole going to want some. So, you see the long-term storytelling here. in the fact that she lost to Thunder Rosa, even didn't count. So, she's got to validate that and defend the title there. She lost to Big Swole. She's got to validate that, defend the title there. Chris Statlander is back. Nyla Rose is lurking. There's a women's division here, and there's a story to be told. 
I can't let y'all just diss the women's division the way the women's division has been dissed. Of course, it has its holes there, but if you're watching, if you're paying attention, the stories are there. Oh, yeah. No, they are. You know? So, that is my dissertation on the AW women's division. <laughs> Anything more you'd like to add, sir, before we move on? Oh, man, that's it. Mm-hmm. They killed it. No doubt. No doubt. Let's um, let's go here, man. We got we to gotta address... The Stadium Stampede. The Inner Circle rides again. Um, How'd you like that match, man? Talk to me. I liked it. I didn't like it as much as I did the first one. Mm-hmm. But um, it was good. It, it was spot heavy. Mm. You know, it was... It, it, it just seemed like everybody had their own thing going on with their other... With whoever they were facing. Like, it wasn't all together like the first one was i got you yeah you know what i'm saying like this was all different segments all different parts of the arena which was kind of cool mm-hmm. like I, I thought it went on just a tad bit long i thought they could have shortened that up just a little bit yeah but uh fucking dude i'm a huge sam McBar fan yeah and him getting the fucking him getting the pin fuck yeah i'm all for that shit True and those chair shots too dog fuck hey man yeah 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 with the chair. He is not fucking around with the chairs. Uh, we talked about before, you know, the inner circle is definitely a vehicle for Sammy Guevara to launch. Uh, most stables are for, you know, someone to launch off. Santana and Ortiz have been attacking for a while. Um, I see them getting, listen, we'll talk about the tag match, the, the tag title match in a bit. Santana and Ortiz, you have to, you have to think they're in line for a shot pretty soon, some kind of soon. Um, I liked the match. I liked it. Uh, no, I liked it. Well, and I say it, and I say it that way because you know, just kind of reading a lot of people's thoughts about it, they didn't seem to like it the same way. Um, yeah, you know, of course, you know, the, the first one was a whole different thing, but a lot I've seen a lot of people say this should have been the match that was on that was on Dynamite versus Blood and Guts. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I really liked the match because it was really, it was four matches in one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, four matches in one. Each person versus their respective doppelganger. Um, it was a tag match, FTR, Santana Ortiz. It was uh, the the battle of the two bodyguards, two hosses, you know, Jake Hager and Wardlow. The battle of Sammy Guevara and uh, Sean Spears and the battle of the leaders, Jericho and MJF. Um so I liked it in that sense that, yeah, they separated it, but it made sense in a way that it may not have made the same sense with Stadium Stampede 1. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Stadium Stampede 1 was like everybody yeah. going right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like, like it makes sense, though, that this was split up after, after Blood and Guts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Because there's, just with these two factions, I feel like there's so much you can still do. But for how long, right? I mean, you could still do the Chris Jer- the the true Chris Jericho MJF match. You could still do a five on five elimination match. Um, there's just so many ways you can still go with this. Hopefully, so, I mean, hopefully the way they do end it is a five on five elimination match. I feel like that's the best way. And whoever loses has to break up. Yeah. Yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? Because we talked about it last week. I'm not sure that I can see a baby face inner circle lasting too, too much longer. No. Um, just because baby face factions don't really seem to be a thing like that unless they're just turned baby face just because they were so good as heels. Um, so I, I'm sure there's still, you know, a little bit of there's there's still some juice you can squeeze out of this out of this orange. Um what the inner circle as a whole and the feud itself. I, I don't see this feud being over with. Uh but unfortunately due to the NBA playoffs, you know, the the next show that's such bad timing. That's really rough timing. The next uh the next episode of Dynamite is actually tonight versus it being this past Wednesday. But I liked it, man. I liked it a lot. Sammy Guevara got his vindication in two ways. Uh the golf cart. Yeah, you had so. to know. You had to know a golf cart was coming, <laughs> and then he got the pin. He got the pin on on uh, on uh, why am I forgetting name? Sean Spears, um, which and they talked about it during commentary. You know, the year that Sammy Guevara had, they didn't necessarily allude directly to it. I think a little bit they were kind of talking about you know his controversy from a year ago, from stuff he said as as a, as a young punk. Um, that he, you know, he paid the price for, but also storyline wise, like he left the inner circle storyline wise because of all the bullshit going on with MJF. And he was the guy to let Chris know that MJF is full of shit. So combined with that being a launching point for Sammy Guevara, him getting the pin that that's perfect. That makes that makes a lot of sense. That was perfect. I know it was. I mean, yeah, like I, said, I mean, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I just thought it could have been short, just a tad. Bit. I feel that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I still want to see a proper uh, Santana Ortiz FTR match. I want to see a proper Santana Ortiz Young Bucks match. Um, this, yeah, there's still a lot, so much left you could do with this. Still a lot you can do with this. Um, you know, speaking of, because I've I've dropped it twice. Let's go with the AEW Tag Title match. The Young Bucks uh, defended and, and uh, retained the titles over Moxley and Kingston. This was one of those matches, along with another one later on, we were talking about. I was like, shit, man. We picked wrong on this one. Yeah. We picked wrong on this one. Um, it had been great to see that feel-good moment, Moxley and Kingston. Um, but before the match started, I was like, yeah, you know, I think we picked, I think we picked wrong on this one. It's just something about the Bucks still having to solidify their, their, their heelness. Um, versus the the somewhat makeshift tag team, they're 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 great friends, but they don't have the same they don't have the same history as a tag team as the Bucks do. Uh, but talk to me, what you think about the match itself? What was it? What was it, like four or five interferences during this match? Was it? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Who all interfered? Um, Austin Anderson. Yeah. Uh, fuck that dude dressed in all blue that was trying to cool. John Moxley and Kingston off with the spray, not in the face. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to just jog. I'm gonna have to jog my memory back. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's, that's three interferences right there. <laughs> then, uh, shit. Uh, who came out and like? Who came out and stopped an interference right before they even got it in the ring? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe. Why am I why why am I blanking out? Why am I blanking out? Clearly I'm gonna have to watch this match again. Why am I blanking out? I can't fucking remember the dude's name, but like he didn't even get off the ramp. Okay. 
I'm it's vaguely coming to me, but keep going. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I fucked you. I definitely wanted Moxley and Kingston win just because the the pops that they got, especially Kingston. Holy shit, dude! The crowd was dude, ready. Dude's already had a name for himself. Yeah, man. He, he made a huge name for himself without a crowd. Right. And then, like, in front of the crowd, holy shit, dude! I can, I can only imagine what he was feeling inside. <laughs> True. You know? This would have been another match that would have been a great, great opener. Oh, yeah. The way they lost it for Wild Thing and uh, those two entering the match. Um, I really I liked mean, it. Go ahead. Mox, Moxley got the hell beat out of him. Super Kick City. V-Trigger City, yeah. And then he just got hyped. They waited into him again, you know? Yeah, and, and like, man. I don't like seeing Moxley get pinned, but like mm. this was, I think this was the right decision for Moxley to get pinned on this one. I hear that. I hear that. It, uh, I mean, he, they, they, they made him look good. It was what four BTE triggers in a row. Yeah. So it's not like it was a roll up. Uh, Brandon Cutler got involved. Yes. 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 Um, but yeah, so it wasn't like they. It wasn't a roll-up, right? It wasn't a distraction and then a small package, right? Um, whereas, like, in the three-way match, and I forgot to mention this, like, we know Kenny is the best, but with the crucifix pin, he got lucky. He won by getting lucky. Yeah. Whereas in this match, like, they just were the better tag team. They were the better tag team. So, I, I'm trying to decide. We talked about this a little bit. While we were watching, like I'm trying to decide if I'm enjoying the Young Bucks and what they're doing right now. Like they are the biggest, best '80s synth pop band in the world right now. They really are. They're definitely Duran Duran, Tears for Fears. Like they're 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 killing that, <laughs> right? And so it's they seemed, are. they they are right. The beards, those obnoxious beards. Right, the the hair change, the hair color change with Nick Jackson, um, the tights that say tights, the pocket, pocket. that says pocket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like when they were baby faces, it was almost like they maybe didn't quite get how annoying they might be, and now they know, and so they're just being annoying. I mentioned the word inception earlier. It's very it's very meta, very inceptionish. Like it's very like blur the lines between, you know, work and quote unquote shoot, brother. You know what I'm saying? So in that regard, I enjoy it that way in the sense that like as a fan, along with other smart fans who think we know everything and just want to figure it out, that we're not quite figuring it out. Like, do they know they're obnoxious? Okay, clearly they know they're obnoxious. But how are they somehow obnoxious, sir? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I'm I'm with it. I, I'm 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 kind of with. It. I think I've decided that I like it. I definitely like them more as heels. Yeah. It just it's more fitting. I feel that. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. So, where do you think? Uh, hell, where do you think both teams go next? Because Moxley has been feuding with some form of the elite for a long time. Yes. So it's like. So it's, kind of. 
Kind of. Ever since ever since the exploding barbed wire match, yeah. Um was friend up. Yeah, I mean listen, they tried to blow your guy up. You can't just that, that's a problem, right? That's yeah, that's yo, yo, chill. Like I know they tried to blow you up. They like, can't you can't just let that slide. You can't just let that slide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um but yeah, like effectively I would I would imagine this feud is over. The Bucks won, they won clean, they didn't cheat. Um, I don't know where you can go next with either team. I'd again, I'd love to see Bucks versus Santana Ortiz. Maybe that's later in the year once this pinnacle and 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 inner circle thing really finishes up. Um, I don't want to see them turn on each other. Kingston and Moxley. Yeah, I would hope not. Because like they're they're so good together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe they go their their quote unquote separate ways. Like they always have each other's backs. But they join together because of this specific cause. And so their yeah. friendship is back on track. But maybe, you know, maybe Kingston wants to challenge Miro. Maybe Moxley don't wants to fight anyone else. Hell, I don't when is when is Renee due? I thought it was like I thought it was at the last pay per view. Shit. <laughs> we'll have to uh yeah, we'll have to have to keep an eye on that. Um so he might take some time off in that regard. I mean, he's still the the uh, New Japan U.S. champion. So I don't know what kind of obligations I mean, come with could, that. They could both run. They could both hit up some indie shows. Yeah, if they want to take some time off. Because I'm pretty sure it was like two weeks ago. John Moxley showed up at a fucking Nick Gage show in Vegas. Right, 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 right. They fought in the streets. Nick Gage beat him in the streets. There it is. So there it is. You know, right on time, right on time. Great match though. Um, I love how the Bucks, uh, they, I mean, they, they, part of their obnoxiousness, but also their, their, they, they show their obnoxiousness through their love of wrestling. Like they love this. So when they imitate other teams, like it, it shows off part of their obnoxiousness, but it's also like, Hey, you guys love this. It's still kind of cool. Like they made fun of the shield. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely made fun of the shield, like during a Moxley match, which is which is just fun. So I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. Um we wanna talk about next, man. Um Let's go with this, man. Let's go with the Battle Royal. Let's go with the Casino Battle Royal. We uh we both felt like Christian Cage was gonna win. Um I especially thought it when you know he came out first. Uh, since since his brother or best friend or whatever story they're telling Edge uh, won from the number one position at the Rumble. So, yeah, Christian comes from the number one position. He's got to outwork everyone to, uh, you know, win the, the Casino Battle Royal. There was Sounded something up. Go ahead. Sounded good on paper. Sounded good on paper, right? A lot of people chose Cage. Um, there was something about the Will Hobbs entrance that let me know he was going to last a while. It didn't quite last as long as I thought. That damn Jungle Boy entrance, and I think we talked about it. When he entered, we were like, mm, there's something I mean, about number two. Yeah. We we kind of looked at each other like, mm, there's something about this entrance that just says it. So when it came down to Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, we definitely could see it going either way. Um, and then yeah, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy with, with the W. And uh, he'll be taking on Kenny Omega here uh next week. Um, before we get into just the battle royal itself, I have to make mention. I have to make mention at how I bugged the fuck out at Leo Rush 
being the Joker. I was grabbing a plate of wings. I was like, no, I can't miss this. And I looked, I was like, I bugged the fuck out in a way that I don't bug out. You did. I seen Which, it. I seen it. I seen it live. Ren seen it. He seen it live. Um, I don't know what it was, man. I fucks with Leo Rush. I bugged out. He didn't get to spend too much time in the ring, but I was excited. He didn't eliminate anybody. He did not. The pop from the crowd. They bugged out how I bugged out. I yeah. Listen, yeah. Put it in my veins, dog. Leo Rush is a Joker. We did not see that coming at all. No, you you could tell too that he was really excited. Oh yes, yeah. That made it even better. Yeah, man. Um, I wonder how that conversation with Leo Rush and Mark Henry went. Shout out to Mark Henry signing the AW contract. Um, but yeah, man, Leo Rush was a joker. I I bugged out, popped huge. Um, but yeah, man, talking about the battle royal itself, how'd you like it? Oh no, I enjoyed it. I mean, like, I mean, there's always a lot going on in battle royals and shit like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? It's always kind of. So it's kind of it's always kind of hard to like figure out what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it that hit their own teammate? Mm. <laughs> that definitely happened. <laughs> it had to be private party, right? I think it was. Yes. Okay. Yes. Was. Yeah. Because uh, I know there were some teams in there, but I know the acclaimed they weren't in there at the same time. Didn't Will Hobbs toss a dude like like big time tossed him out? I mean, tossed him all the way out into the crowd. I would admit. I know Ethan Page launched Darby Allen's little ass. I don't remember oh, the, the Will. Oh, that, was it. that was it. Okay. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that match in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, mean, I enjoyed it. And like I said, I mean, uh, Jungle Boy was my second pick. Mm-hmm. And well deserved. You yeah. Know, and Christian Cage at the end said, uh, basically told him, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Go whoop that ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, first off, I like the, I like the concept of the casino battle royal. Yeah. There's something different about it. Just yeah, five guys enter at once, no draw the suit and then we got that one guy. It it you know with the Royal Rumble you're guaranteed surprises every time just with different returns. But that Joker card, you're guaranteed a surprise, excuse me, every time with the Joker card. You don't know who the Joker will be. Whether they sign a contract or they they they're on dynamite next week. You get that surprise. I know Leo Rush is signed with New Japan officially, but with their agreement going on, I imagine you'll see him on on AEW sometime. Um, but that was a great surprise, one that we did not see coming. So I like the concept of it all. Um, I liked the Battle Royal though. It was it was it was good. It was fun. I liked it. Um, and you know, we initially was like, yeah, Christian Cage. Christian Cage. He's the only big name. He they teased the Kenny Omega Christian Cage match already, but that's another great reason as to why maybe he shouldn't win. They already teased it, so it's something we can go back to. So why not give the the, the rub, brother, to someone else who can use it? And I mean, yeah, like, and everybody's been talking about how much Jungle Boy deserves it. For People so love they love Jungle Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So put him in that spot against Kenny. Let him get a star-making performance. I don't. He won't win. I don't see him winning the championship. But that'll be a hell of a match. Hell of a match. So I'm with even it, man. Then, even whenever he doesn't win, because we already know the Good Brothers are going to get involved. Mm-hmm. We'll set up. Uh, we'll set up Kenny with the Good Brothers versus Jurassic Express. You got a dope ass six man. 
Yep, yep. And then eventually you might get to the Christian Cage-Kenny match, which will still be a good one, but Christian Cage will have to outwork everyone to eventually get to that match, the one that's already teased. So, yeah, no, that that was great. That was great. I, li- I like how they, how they set that up. I'm with that. Um, real quick, let's do this. Um, let's go with Sting, Sting and Darby Allen, the Dark Knights, as we christened them on the Instagrams, versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, the Sky Pagers, as we christened them on the Instagrams. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen coming away. Sting and Darby Allen coming away with the W, if you will. Um, talk to me. How'd you like that match? I liked it, but I don't think they should have won. No? Especially with the... Shit. Sky Pages. (laughs) The Sky Pages, yeah. Since they're such a new tag team. Yeah. I think they should have won that one, 100%. I hear you. I... It was a good match. It was. Sting looked good for being 62 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he he took some solid bumps. Yeah. They, uh... You know, they, they, they laid this out perfectly for Sting. Like, if you think about it, he didn't do that much. No, he didn't. But he did just enough. Like, the way that the crowd popped when he took his shirt off, because we're thinking, oh, Sting is just a little self-conscious, he's feeling old or whatever. He took his shirt off, and then he hit that dive off the stack of chips. That was great. That was great. But after that, it was mainly, you know, Darby Allen kind of carrying the load for the yeah. team. And they, they, they tagged in Sting at, at, at certain points to make it a full match. Um, I, I I feel you. I'm not mad at them winning because it's, it's the young upstart Darby Allen who's got championship credentials. It's the veteran Sting. And eventually somebody's going to beat Sting. Oh, yeah. I think so, it'll be Darby. You think, ooh, ooh, that's hard. So, like, in, like, a respect match, or you think you think Darby Allen turns on Sting, or? I don't know if he turns on him 100%. There, there'll be some sort of turmoil between mm. the two. That's day one. I am big time intrigued. Big intrigued with that. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Big time. Say it again. Sting will put Darby over big time. Absolutely. 1,000%. 1,000%. I am big intrigued with that idea. I'm surprised you never thought of that one. I do. Hadn't hit my hadn't hit my line. <laughs> hadn't hit my line at all, but I like that a lot. Um, I'm like fake annoyed, but not annoyed. That's too strong of a word. But like they made a big deal about Scorpio Sky grabbing the brass ring and being like Scorpio Sky just to put him in another tag team. Like, mm. yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I mean, he was part of SCU, and yeah, SCU is no more. And they kind of I don't like how they. Oh, that's who interfered, Kazarian. Yes, yes, yes. The Elite Hunter, which I didn't know he was doing that, and I am big intrigued by that. Bigly intrigued by that. Like, I can't stress that enough. Like, yo, you broke up my team. I'm coming for every one of y'all. I said something about on the on the on the show before, and I missed that one. I missed that episode. So I am 
I'm big, big intrigued by that. The the, the new Kazarian storyline. Um, but yeah, Scorpio Sky was part of SCU, and they just he just kind of split him off quietly, and thought you know Scorpio Sky was in in line for a big push. He had a little mini feud with Sean Spears. Uh, Sean Spears doing bigger, better, greener things. Um, and you know Ethan Page clearly is talented. Um, they 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 wouldn't sign him if he wasn't. Just you know, I just I just felt like Scorpio Sky, Scorpio Sky. Just I thought he was gonna do something else, you know. So it's fine. It is what it is. Um, very fine match. Good enough match. Had his high spots. Ethan Page launched Darby Allen. Yes. Goodness. <laughs> that was insane. Goodness. And you could tell early in the match that, you know, when the brawl started, Darby Allen was kind of setting up that spot the way he was moving the guardrails. But he didn't need it. And he didn't go- need him. <laughs> he didn't need it. Because them guardrails didn't move that far. And Paige launched that ass. <laughs> you know? So, ooh, excuse me. I think the bigger feud here, and I'm not familiar with their feud before AEW, is the Darby Allen-Ethan Page feud. So I like how they didn't, the finish didn't include them two because they've got more to deal with. They got they got more to work out. So we can get some more juice out of that feud there. Um but yeah, that solid enough match, man. It, it went and did its thing. No, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's take it here, man. USA versus the UK. I lost it. On this one. Yeah, we both did. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Anthony Agogo. This is another one of those matches where I was like, ah, we kind of we picked wrong. No, 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 no. I, I lost when I seen our boys over Clark Street on the post they made about this one. <laughs> Tell me about it. Shout, shout to Clark Street Wrestling. Shout to Dev and Hafiz. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Tell us about it. It was a meme like the All American Dream beating up an immigrant that could barely that could is blinded one of his own eyes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I did see that. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Um. We talked about it before. We, we the, the crowd kind of lost it. Not, or rather, this match kind of lost the crowd. It, I mean, the the story itself wasn't that strong anyway. Going into it, I mean, the promo that Cody dropped, I liked the promo. It kind of took it. I didn't necessarily see the whole USA versus UK angle beforehand. Yeah, I saw you know he draped him in the Union Jack, but it wasn't really there for me like that. But that promo was still fire. Uh, but yeah, the match or sorry, the storyline just wasn't. It wasn't there anyway. And we know, you know, Cody, Cody kind of exists in his own universe within AEW, kind of just separate from everything. Um, Before I kind of dig into my thoughts, what do you think about Cody going over again? This is one of those matches where we kind of watched and it was like, ah, I think we picked wrong here. And Cody went over. What do you think about Cody going over? I mean, it seems like every time we like we bring up Cody going over, he goes right down. Like he goes down like very shortly afterwards. Mm. What do you mean? Like I mean, like he's gonna lose here soon, and he's gonna be off TV for like a couple weeks. Like hmm. I lost the TNT title and shit like that. Yeah. We don't, I don't know who's gonna lose to next, or like mm. who's even gonna face next. But I don't have a problem with Cody. It's and I don't I don't know why people do have a problem with Cody. I mean, it's 
it's kind of his brand almost. Mm-hmm. This. So, I mean, what do you expect? I I do not have a problem with Cody, but I do understand how people could. Yeah. In the sense that, what was it, double or nothing when he fought Dustin Rhodes? He took that sledgehammer to the throne, right? A sledgehammer to the throne. Clearly a shot at a specific, so, uh, specific somebody. And then, to an extent has kind of become that same somebody, yeah. right? So I can see why people are upset at Cody, but the thing is, I think it's overblown. I think it is too. I think it's way overblown because promo-wise, Cody gets it done, oh, right? Yeah. Um, crossover-wise, outside of Chris Jericho, Cody, I would say, is their best bet for crossover acceptance. Oh, 100%. You know what I'm saying? The the Rhodes last name, the way he has built up his name um, after he left WWE. Looking at that roster, maybe Sting, but Sting doesn't make... he does, Sting doesn't make appearances outside of wrestling. He just doesn't. So within that roster, I think Cody is the guy for the mainstream acceptance, that, that crossover appeal. Now, the match itself wasn't anything special, but we have to realize, I think that we got caught up in the idea of, like, maybe WWE booking or just the idea that, oh, the new guy is supposed to win. But if we strip the names away from it, we strip away Cody, we strip away Anthony Agogo and whatever cachet he has in the boxing world, at the heart of it all, it was a veteran versus a new guy. Yeah. 100%. There's no shame in the new guy losing to the veteran. No. Right? The new guy will put up a fight, but the veteran, gone vetera. Right? So stripping the names away from it, that was kind of the story there. Like, it's the young upstart with the vicious left hook or right hook. I forget which hook it is. Against the veteran who had to overcome this young upstart, the veteran was going to find a way using his veteran skills. There's no shame in losing to Cody Rhodes. There's no shame in losing to a decade-plus veteran when this is your first year in wrestling. 100%. Especially when we're getting a feel for how AEW books. They book in a certain old-school way. We've been inundated with WWE booking over the last 20 years. Where once a new guy debuts, he loses, and we think that he's somehow, quote-unquote, buried because of it. Yeah. But also, even within the storyline, the specific storyline, yeah, it's veteran versus new guy. It's also Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. Yeah. So, Anthony Agogo, the same way Wardlow was a step in front of MJF for Cody... Anthony Gogo, also being a new guy, was a step. He's one of the he's the Braun Strowman. He was the henchman to the boss. <laughs> right? Until Cody can get his hands on QT again. And so maybe you just mentioned Cody's gonna lose again. Maybe that's the person he loses to and puts over Cody or puts over QT Marshall some kind of big. That's the way it should be. And or maybe he doesn't. And he gets his revenge and whatever. But 
Within the framework of it all, stripping away the names, the story is still the story. The veteran versus the new guy. I don't see Anthony Agogo getting lost in the shuffle. But they've got so much talent, and stories go on story. Like, not everyone can just win all the time. You know what I'm saying? It it I I, I think Anthony Agogo will be fine. The Nightmare Fam, not the Nightmare Fam, the Factory, they aren't exactly like an upper tier upper echelon faction. But let him rack up some wins on Dark and Dark Elevation and maybe Rampage. He'll be he'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah. It'll be fine. It's like uh for boxing fans, Canelo Alvarez. He's he's only lost one match. The match he lost was against Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Early in his career. And now look at and now look at Saul Canelo Alvarez. Anthony Agogo will be all right. He'll be just fine. So we'll be good, man. Um, and now we have we kind of left this for last. Myself, I don't really have too too much to add to it. Miro uh, retaining the TNT Championship over Lance Archer. Um, anything you want to add? A good sub win. A good start. Uh, set it in. Another good submission win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that pass out victory. Yeah, you know. And I, I give it to Lance Archer for not tapping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys. You know, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, even Brody Lee, when he fought John Moxley, rest in peace. You know, they don't tap out. Just a couple big-ass dudes up in there. You got to take him out. I was What was I watching? Where it was like uh, some guy was talking about, I said, just a couple big old, big old bags of meat. Big. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just beating each other up. Yeah, like that. I'm with that. I'm with that, man. They tried to turn it up a little bit because they knew they didn't really exactly have the most engaged crowd. Um, so they tried to turn it up a little bit with some of the brawling, and it was a very serviceable brawl. Uh, but it was, you know, kind of a foregone conclusion. You know, we put up the poll on the i the IG the Instagrams, and, and a few people thought that Lance Archer would win. I'm not sure how they saw that, but it was overwhelmingly um, a Miro win predicted. Um, we, again, Miro, he's going to have this title for a long time. Oh, yeah. He's going to have this for a while. He's going to run through the competition. Lance Archer was a great big, a great big hoss fight to, to examine. Exactly. Exactly. He was a guy to, to reiterate and show you again, just how fearsome and how much of a beast Miro really is. He don't just beat up the Darby Allens of the world. He'll mark a big dude and get him out of there expeditiously. So, good fight. He tossed that snake to the <laughs> to the heavens. Well, my boy sitting up in fucking section T at the very top caught that motherfucker. No doubt. He had him a nice little souvenir to take home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, they had their moments, man, when they tried to get the crowd back into it. It was just kind of the placement on the card was what it was. And again, that foregone conclusion. And it wasn't the same kind of foregone conclusion that like the Britt Baker win was. Uh, because Miro had just gotten a championship. And we knew Miro wasn't going to lose. Whereas we were we were seeing the changing of the guard with Britt Baker. And people were excited to be a part of that. Because they respect Hikaru Shida. And they've seen the rise of Britt Baker throughout. When she was a smiling baby face. Oh yeah. And so that, you know, that, that rise and that journey. 
but yeah, man. So that was AEW, Double or Nothing. Um, great show, great show. A lot of replay value there. Some matches I want to go back and watch. Uh, I give it the, the solid, solid B+, plus, two thumbs up. Not quite the A-, minus, even though we're that close. We're that close, but I give it a solid B+. Plus. It kind of dragged toward the Cody match, the Miro match for me, but but picked up toward the end. So uh, you still stand tall on that? Oh, yeah, 100%. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, real quickly, man, we have uh, figured out, it has been decided, the NXT Championship match for NXT TakeOver in your house. We got the return of Adam Cole. You don't seem happy. You seem nonplussed. We have uh, Karrion Cross. We'll, we definitely will get your thoughts, man. We have Karrion Cross defending against Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano in a five-way match. Uh, you don't seem happy, my guy. Tell me about it. What's on your mind, player? There's too many motherfuckers up in there. <laughs> the Fatal Five-way. Like, come on. Like... Mm. It's just like, and honestly, like I feel like it's taken away from what the card could be. Really? Okay. I mean, there's I th- five motherfuckers up in there. I did think we were going to get the Kyle O'Reilly-Pete Dunn match. I did. I did. I mean, I mean, I, I guess this is setting up for Finn to get involved. You think so? Why not? They already got five motherfuckers in the ring. Why not add another? Well... <laughs> I see. I, I see a few things. I feel like we're kind of holding holding a place for the eventual Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn match. I think we're also holding a place for the eventual Kyle O'Reilly Johnny Gargano match, where I go, which I think will be fire fire. I think we're holding place for the eventual Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole match. Yeah, true. And then as far as Finn goes, I think Finn Balor is going to Raw. I think Karen crosses too. Really, really, okay. I know. I just gave up my my predictions. For gave, week. Well, almost at least we still got to There's there's four choices. There's four other choices to choose from, which we'll definitely get into. I um, I just I just him losing that second time to Karen Cross, and I don't I can't see anything else he can do on NXT. He did it all. Yeah. And so this new Finn Balor, the Prince. I've heard people want Finn back. Yeah. And I think Raw is the perfect place for him. We just lost Braun Strowman. SmackDown is top heavy with Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, the main event scene they're putting together. Uh, Bobby Lashley is about to give Drew McIntyre the beats in the Hell in a Cell. Listen, I'll just give my prediction now. About to get that boy the beats. Um, maybe we don't go straight to Finn and Bobby Lashley, even though that's mad intriguing. But I think we get Finn on Raw eventually, maybe the night after Hell in a Cell. That would be that would be key. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice little, nice little shot in the arm on Monday Night Raw. Um, NXT still chugging along, man. I I feel bad. I have not watched one full episode of NXT now that they moved to Tuesdays. Neither have I. That's that's kind of rough. Kind of rough. That's an extra investment. Extra investment. Boy got shit to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was so used to Wednesdays, like I'm used to Mondays, like I'm used to Sundays. So we definitely gonna we're definitely gonna shit on SummerSlam mm-hmm. being on that Saturday. So we'll we'll get that right. 
I'm uh, going to watch that one. No. Uh oh, I think I lost you, dog. You there? We got to close out. Uh oh, there we go. You there? Yeah, yeah. We back. I lost you for like four seconds. Like, oh no, my guy, my tag team partner. No. No, I'm not gonna be able to watch that one live. Oh yeah, you already got plans. Oh, international run. I wish yeah. it was international. Interstate run. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. You gonna catch this uh, Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul match this weekend? Is it Logan Paul? I think it's Logan Paul this weekend. Is it this weekend, June six. Er, is it six or the, is it the sixth or the fifth? I think it's this weekend. I'm not sure if it's fifth or the sixth. Um, it ought to be a Saturday. It ought to be, but listen, man, it's 2021. The world will never be the same again. Um, and we haven't even talked about which we'll talk about in, in two months, of course. SummerSlam being on the same night as Errol Spence versus Manny Pacquiao. Um, uh, I don't know about that one. I don't know how that's gonna go, buddy. Don't know how that's gonna go, buddy. Uh, it is Sunday. Yep, Sunday, June six. Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul got the pay per view link up. Um, I've got some stuff to do that day, but I'll try to uh, find an illegal link and make that shit shake. <laughs> so it is what it is. Uh, Big Ring, anything else on your heart, man, in the world of wrestling or otherwise? We're two hours deep, dog. I didn't know we would get this far, but we've had a great show so far. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, man, I, think, I think I'm ash, bro. I think I'm good. No doubt, man. We can we can empty this ashtray for this episode. Big Ring, let me know how to get reached on the social medias, my guy. Got it, go. You motherfuckers can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at a motherfucker. A underscore M A A F H U C K A. You can also find me on Snapchat at Moffed Up 316 M A A F F H H D U P 316. Check it out, y'all. I love it, man. Hit me on Twitter and the instant grams at Juvie Desayuno. That's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page on Twitter and the Instagrams at The Hard Camera. Live coverage, live witticisms, whatnot, heretoforth, etc., and things of that nature. But above all else, you listen to us on a variety, a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify. Some are listening on Anchor. Some are listening on Spotify. Uh, I already said Spotify. Some are listening on Google Podcasts. And some are listening on Breaker. Some are listening on Radio Public. But above all else, heartwarming content, heart building content, content that, damn it, we're going to keep trying to quench that thirst content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. I am your guy, Juve, sitting here with my tag team partner, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are Les Sex Gods. We will be back next week with the breakdown, the predictions for NAC TakeOver in your house. Until next time, we will see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. (sighs) Salute.